2: Dan Myers covers the Wild for Wild.com. Uh, the uh, four in a row, another one pulled out of the fire last night. A uh, couple of moves the last couple of days. Chris Stewart gone, uh, got claimed on waivers. Mike Riley traded today. Uh, what are they doing here, Dan? Making room for Greenway and Coonan? I
3: think that's kind of the plan, Patrick. And, and you look at just how they went. And I think it kind of went exactly the way Chuck Fletcher planned it. Would I don't think they were ever going to be in the mix. Uh, on one of those expensive rentals, whether it's a guy like Rip Nash, or Evander Kane, guys that were on the move uh, either today or or in days prior, uh, just not willing to part with a first-round pick. And if you want to jump into that deep end of the pool with a guy like that, you've got to give that up. They weren't. And uh, the other rental guys that were out there, the veteran guys, that are kind of the mid-round pick guys, and and Minnesota accomplished that last summer when it signed Matt Cullen and Daniel Winnick. So it it was uh, kind of expected, I think, to be a bit of a slow day today. Uh, in terms of the additions, they, they create a little room by trading Mike Riley. They lose Chris Stewart on on waivers, like you said. So uh, free up some cap space, free up some roster space. I know uh, the organization's real excited about uh, Luke Cunningham, who's down in Iowa right now, uh, may be up here with the team in, in the next uh, few days or week or so. And Jordan Greenway, who's currently a junior at Boston University, uh, was just in Pyeongchang at the Olympics. And uh, certainly, I know the team's going to have some interest in signing him whenever his season's over as well.
2: So, Dan, they can't sign a BU kid until they're eliminated, right? So, either they there's a chance they're not going to make the tournament, but uh, this certainly has been done in the past around here. Neil Broughton helped the, uh, and you know, in uh, in 1980 he came he came back. So uh, this this has been done before, and boy, this kid looks like a horse.
3: Well, and they, you know, I mean, in theory, they could have he could have come back from Pyeongchang It's a uh, you know i'm going to go to the nhl but i don't think that's in talking to jordan the, several times i have that's not the kind of kid he is and i don't think the organization would tell a kid to leave his team early and uh, boston university i think right now is a fringe bubble team if that it's going to be a struggle for them uh to make the ncaas unless they go on a big winning streak here as we enter the postseason time so you may be looking at another two or three weeks on him and uh, certainly Neil Broughton one of those examples. But Jordan Greenway, a guy who plays a very mature game, uh, brings an element that this team, uh, I think, really needs in terms of being 6'6", 240, a guy that can go in front of the net, a guy that can go into the corners and win puck battles along the walls. And uh, certainly an element that I know this team is, is very anxious to add at some point, uh, whenever that may be.
2: Hey, which round is he? Uh, was he second-rounder?
3: He was a second-round pick, yep.
2: And how many years ago was that?
3: Oh, gosh. It was probably 2013, 2014. I guess I don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, certainly a guy they've had their eye on for a long time. Uh, national Development Team Program guy, guy who's uh, won gold at the World Junior Championships, a high pick, um, you know, has, has impressed and gotten better every summer at the team's development camp. I know uh, Brad Bombardier is uh, someone who's very high on him and has had a very close eye on him. So. Uh, certainly, someone that's been on the Wild's radar for a little bit here hey, uh, now.
2: Hey, now, Stuart. The fact Stewart gets claimed, does that change the cap situation at all, or is it the the same whether they got rid of him or not?
3: Yeah, they will. They will earn a little cap space there. I, I think his salary this year uh, for the whole season was was a little over one million dollars, and it's, it's prorated on a daily basis. So okay. There's, if there's 25% of the season left, uh, which is about how much is left, it'd be, uh, you know, $250,000 they gain in cap space there because Calgary took them on. So um, it's not a huge number by any means, but when you think about, uh, you know, calling up a Luke Cunning, his $900,000 salary or whatever it is will be prorated, and Jordan Greenway, whatever entry-level contract he signs, will be prorated. So uh, that combined with Mike Riley being traded, uh, Gives them a little bit of flexibility in the money standpoint, in terms of bringing in those uh, younger guys.
2: So uh, Chris Stewart was a goal scoring machine at the start of the year, and then what happened? He just reverted to form. What what uh, what what got them disillusioned with him?
3: Well, I, I don't think there was really much disillusionment. I mean, you look at this roster, and and there's just a lot of one way contracts. A lot of veteran guys on this team, and it really became a numbers crutch for him. You look at. Uh, a couple of off-season additions, uh, in addition to Colin Wink, the guys I talked about, uh, but Marcus Foligno, Tyler Ennis, guys like that that came in via trade, um, all kind of competing for the same real estate down there in the bottom six, and so uh, he got off to a real good start, and and I think, you know, obviously it was like seven or eight goals in the first eight or nine games, something like that, and that's just not a, a sustainable number, and um, Eventually, they wanted to give some other guys some other looks, and it was it was really a numbers game. Man, he's a great guy in the dressing room. Uh, you go around today, and the guys were uh, sad to see him go. And Bruce Boudreau who coached him for a year in yes. Anaheim. Uh, you know, loves him. Was sad to see him go, but ultimately, uh, he wasn't going to be playing more than one out of every four or five games here. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer, and the organization. I want to do a little bit of right by him and give him an opportunity to go somewhere where he's going to get a chance to play every night, maybe develop a bit of a role, and he should have that in Calgary.
2: Hey, Dan, is this this stretch right here the best they played all year?
3: No doubt. I mean, you look at where they're at since Christmas. I think Minnesota's the the second-best team in terms of points, Uh, a stretch that really goes back into late November, uh, uh, a top-five team in the NHL, and I, I think it gets forgotten a little bit. Just because there have been so many uh, good teams, there, there, there hasn't been really one team. Uh, you look at this season that's just pulled way out and far of everyone else. I mean, uh, Vegas, you know, got off to that great start. Um, you know, they've been you know back to the pack here a little bit. There isn't a huge standout team in the NHL this year. That's what's going to make I think the Stanley Cup playoffs so much fun this year. Is, is there's you can make a case for any number of teams just in the West. Uh, you look in the Central Division, you know, the two teams on top there, Nashville and Winnipeg, that's going to be a fun race. Minnesota's kind of elbowed its way back into that race. They're six points behind Winnipeg right now. Uh, Vegas has been such a fun story all season long, and that's just the West. So um, It'll be interesting to see. Minnesota's certainly playing its best hockey right now. Um, it'll, it'll be fun to see if they can continue to build on this now uh, and then start to peak at the right time uh, going into the postseason.
2: Hey, Dan Myers is with us, Wild.com. Dan, uh, St. Louis uh, was the best team in the league until about the middle of November. they got to be one of the worst since then. They're here Tuesday yeah.
3: night. It's been a struggle. They've lost six in a row. And, and, and just reading some of the clips coming out of St. Louis uh, after that loss to Nashville the other day, uh, former Wildcorer Kyle Brodziak, they, they asked him, you know, what, what's what's wrong with the team right now? And, and he basically said, I don't know. And, and it, it's a helpless feeling. For, for a locker room, I know when, when you go in there and you're in a stretch like this where you just can't figure out exactly what's wrong and you can't put a finger on trying to find a solution to that problem. And so you look at kind of the common problem for them so far is that they've fallen behind early in games. And we saw early in the season, uh, you know, when Minnesota fall, fell behind early in games, they really struggled. Now you look at their, the win last night against San Jose. Uh, they were able to dig out of that. And those are really the mark of a good team. But St. Louis right now is really struggling. Uh, they really uh, lack confidence. And if you look at Minnesota, that's going to be a strategy I think going into tomorrow night. Is see if he can jump on these guys early, and, and maybe they'll uh, they'll tuck tail and leave down.
2: I haven't been following. Has Coach O had any of his meltdowns, or is he uh, staying a little more mature and calm during the collapse? I think he's tried to stay calm, but I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know
3: he's probably getting frustrated. He he went through a couple of those here in Minnesota. So to see him uh, go through kind of a similar thing down there in St. Louis, he certainly uh, has the experience, uh, you know, having gone through this a couple times now. And I think he's, he's probably handling a little bit better this time around.
2: 30 goals for Eric Stahl. Uh, Boy, uh, they knew they were getting a guy who'd been a fairly solid player, but, uh, that, that has been uh, quite a pickup the last two years.
3: One of the great stories of the NHL, Patrick, it really is. And, and you look at Eric Stahl making a little over $3 million, might be the best bargain in the league uh, right now, at least in terms of guys that are off their their entry-level deals, uh, veteran-level deal. And when, when Minnesota signed him a couple summers ago, a lot of people thought he was done. I and mean, you look yes. at that stretch he had uh, at the end of that season in New York where he had three three goals and, six points in 20 games and he was moving to wing and playing on the fourth line. And, and a lot of people just thought he was done. And he has done nothing but prove those people wrong Uh, in a little over a year and a half. He's been here. Uh, Just a tremendous player. Uh, This team would really, frankly, probably be lost a little bit without him. He's been so consistent all year long. And on top of that, so valuable inside the dressing room, a longtime captain in Carolina, Uh, just a really good guy, quiet leader, uh, invaluable uh, over the last year and a half for Minnesota, especially this year.
2: Hey, Dan, thanks for your time. Talk to you later, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on, Patrick, anytime. Uh, all right, Dan. Dan Myers, wild.com and uh, good, good hockey guy right there.
4: And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. shot deep to right field. That baby's up and out of here. Home run for Morrison on a 3-2 pitch. And the Rays grab a 2-0 lead.
2: Logan Morrison, and we all call him Logan. That's what we call him, Logan. That's, we don't call him anything else. New <laughs> rule on
5: the ride with Royce, right? No, don't we, we that just other call name. him Logan. So what you're saying uh, is no more. Lomo talk <laughs> Lomo, on this
2: show. Lomo, if he is here, like four months, then you can call him by his nickname, right?
5: Sure, but not right He's away.
2: Not right away. You got can't it. a guy you don't even you've never even heard of. You can't use his nickname. It's like calling Filippo Flip. Oh, you can't I was talking do to Flip. I, yeah, and Pat. You I can't did. Do it. I,
0: I did get a kick out of because I saw your tweet this morning and it was hilarious. I loved, or it might have been yesterday when you tweeted yeah. it, but I saw somebody reply to here and say, "Whoa." Well, he has it. That's it. That's in his name. It's in. It's in his Twitter name. Yeah, but Logan Morrison also hasn't tweeted since 2015. Yes, right. He, so. And and
2: by the way, one thing about him, one of the original Twitter guys in baseball, yeah. one of the original athletes was big on it. Yeah, once in a while, it got him in trouble. Uh, he uh, he had some. Uh, uh didn't he have an inappropriate tweet or two about uh the homosexual lifestyle if i'm not mistaken Uh, that was a wild Ah, fact okay and i think that was one uh, thing that drove him away saying you know i probably shouldn't be doing this so but uh it is an interesting hire uh i mean an interesting uh, acquisition but we haven't really had a chance to talk to uh, Falvey and Levine and uh, the fellas about it because it isn't official yet. And, in fact, I don't think he's going to show up here until Tuesday because he had a family situation. And uh, he's not going to do uh, any media, I don't think, until Wednesday. But, uh, so he's lefty, makes him pretty lefty. But uh, thirty-eight home runs. Boy, he and, had
5: some punch to that lineup. And though. he
2: does walk uh, a lot. Of, he gets a lot of walks against left-handers. He's gonna uh, he's gonna be whiffing. He's gonna be up there whiffing now. Where this team's gonna have some serious whiffing, aren't they? They are, but that's kind of baseball. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is kind of baseball. I think he had one forty-five last year, which is one hundred forty-nine. One hundred forty-nine right. in. 601 at bats but he also had uh 89 walks so that's okay 353 on base he only hits 246 149 strikeouts uh is uh slugging you would have thought it might be even a little higher than 516 but uh 38 home runs 85 rbis and uh the the best hitter out there is moustakas but he's still looking for a big deal and uh, this getting this guy at these prices is uh, pretty dang good. And
5: so it works out too if he has 600 plate appearances, then he vests for 2019. Is that
2: how this the yes. contract works out? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that's fine. Oh if yeah, he has, if he's productive he has, and he has 600, he has 600, 600 bats, yeah. plate appearances, they're fine. And by the way, uh, signing Logan Morrison to this contract. Is going to give unless something changes. The cheap pull ads, the highest payroll in franchise history. Uh, I think 113 is the record. This will put them at uh, 115. And now, if a guy like uh, Phil Hughes doesn't make the club, and they end up eating it or something, then all of a sudden you start seeing those August 31st payroll mo- numbers, and they look they look like a lot less, right? Mm-hmm. But Right now, they got 115 million invested in their major league roster, and as I said, uh, I was in the uh, the uh, my roommate uh, Derek Wetmore was at the kitchen table this morning, and he was t- calling in uh, John and Phil, and I'd say he was on the phone for 20 seconds talking about Logan Morrison yep. and the acquisition of a guy who hit 38 home runs which is a lot and the next thing i heard on the other end of the phone was judd's voice i didn't hear it clearly but pretty soon Derek was being called to comment on whether the twins were going to get another starting pitcher or not (laughs) we should celebrate even Judd should celebrate well, more than twenty seconds. I didn't have a, right I more didn't. than twenty seconds for a thirty-eight home run hitter who's been added to the lineup by the cheap pullant, Patrick.
5: Right? I didn't have a chance to really opine on this when you brought it up with Joe earlier, but the, I, I kind of have to defend Judd here only because Judd has new competition on that show now. Are you aware of what's going on? Randy? Uh, No, Harrigan and Mackie. Judd was gone for a stretch. Okay. So they had to compile Juddbot to have
2: outrageous wild takes
5: in the event that the Wild lost. Lost, okay. And and Judd was not there to commentate. So now I think Judd feels that he has to step up his game. This is kind
2: of like Rookie in a Can. Oh,
5: yeah. It's very much like Sidekick in a Can, yes. Sidekick
2: in a Can, (laughs) Sidekick in a Can. (laughs) Yes. uh, Which, by the way, could be canned. But, (laughs) uh, so... So JuddBot, is uh, do they have that have they expanded that to baseball then? uh mostly I think it's just been wild you
5: know piping hot wild takes that uh,
2: okay gentlemen here let me talk let me let me console you twins followers. Here okay. we go yes because we teach sports. Urban Santana is gonna miss six starts. okay mm-hmm. And Paul Molitor's plan at the moment is to use four starting pitchers in the first month of the season Uh, because there's so many days off. He might have to sneak a fifth in there. So you got your Rizzi. you got your Barrios, and you got your Gibson, right? And then you have Hughes competing, you got Annabelle Sanchez competing, and Adalberto, Maheo competing for the fourth one, right? So you get Irv back probably May 5th. Mm-hmm. So Santana, Odorizzi, Barrios, and Gibson. Gibson, yep. That's pretty good. That's okay. That's yeah. pretty good. What's yeah. the problem? What's the problem? They're not you, Darvish. That's no. the problem. Well, we did There, You, Darvish, wanted to go to the Cubs. He didn't want to come <laughs> here. He wanted to go to the Cubs. Everything being equal, he's going to the Cubs. He's not coming here, right? Right. Because he wants a glamour franchise. We're not a glamour franchise. And no matter what happens... The Twins win the World Series. They're not a glamour franchise. So, what you're okay.
5: saying is, we're the girl at 2 a.m. bar close that needs to kind of be happy with whatever guy shows interest in us? Is that basically? No, I'm just saying
2: that <laughs> uh, the pitching is better. Yes, I agree. It's with better. That. and The bullpen's going to be good. And speak, it, oh, go I will be surprised if the bullpen's not good. And speaking
5: of that, man, the highlight that Manny grabbed um, was off of former twin starter Hector Santiago. Hector Santiago, the one that yes. I target field.
2: Yes, last year we were waiting for Hector.
5: I watched. Okay. MLB Network over the weekend. And Who's it, he with? By he's the way. back with the White Sox. Who's he did good? something I did not think was humanly possible in two innings. Hector gave up 5 hits without allowing a run.
2: Really? I well, don't he know can do that. I don't he know do how that. the hell he
5: did it, but he found a way to get I up. don't
2: know, but the first time whether it's <laughs> New York City or Chicago, I'm flying oh, in. Yeah. Hector's facing the Yankees. I'm flying in. Yeah, that's must <laughs> I television. be television. But I want to be there an hour early cuz I don't want to I don't want to get there late. No, you, it might not last. He might not be there in <laughs> a I want to see Hector pitch. To judge, followed by Stanton, followed oh by gosh. Sanchez. I want to see that. I want to see. It'll that. be batting practice anyway. <laughs> anyway,
0: can we not?
2: Can we not pause and say, "Hey, they got a thirty-eight home run guy"? Without saying, they got to get another starting pitcher. How do you know? How do you know they got to get another starting pitcher and you know, don't
5: know much like Doogie would say maybe they will maybe they won't maybe <laughs> go they get will. another
2: guy I don't think so I heard that they're uh, I heard today secondhand that they're not really interested in Lance Lynn and they don't like Alec Cobb that well So that so what you're Arietta. saying is
5: Arietta's the guy
2: they're, no I'm <laughs> saying that uh, they're not gonna pay ah. 130 million dollars for Arietta. Which I don't. If Ariana wants to come here and pitch for one year and fifteen million dollars, they'll give it to him.
0: You're such a pole-ed pocket
5: protector. I Patrick.
2: am a pole-ed pocket. In
0: fact, detective. I think <laughs> you're I the say. president of the
5: polead
2: pocket <laughs> I protection am a agency. <laughs> yes. By the way, I see the cousins coming to the Vikings is uh, back on the front burner here. Well, uh, somebody don't... mentioned that since they're going to let Keenum go. If he doesn't go to Denver and he doesn't go to the Jets, he might come here. And
5: the problem is, Gil Brandt tweeted it out, and a lot of people respect Gil Brandt's opinion, and that a lot of people are. He's running older with
2: it. than me and more senile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who cousins are Gil Brandt? Gil Brandt. I know, Gil Brandt. He's old and he's senile, but that's okay because some of us have radio shows, and I think Gil <laughs> does too. So. All right, we'll be back. John Hyde, are you a Fats Domino
4: fan? Oh, how can you not be?
2: How All right, well, he might be Friday Fun Fest musical that guest because cool. uh, we are celebrating his 80th, 90th birthday today. He's no longer with us, but we're celebrating yeah, it. Yeah,
4: so. that'd be a perfect pick, I think.
2: <laughs> yes, that's right.
4: What do you got, John? Uh, this update sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. The Wolves were playing Sacramento tonight. If you didn't hear over the weekend, Jimmy Butler had what's of course being called successful meniscus surgery. Happened Sunday morning. He is out indefinitely. Uh, the Gophers the men now know who they play in the Big Ten tournament. They, they lost yesterday to Purdue, and uh, the way things shook out, they'll end up playing Rutgers in the Big Ten tournament <laughs> I, think
2: I think that's a bad break. I think that's a bad break because those Rutgers fans, as I said on Twitter, they'll fill Madison oh Square Garden. <laughs> you know, New York City is alive with Rutgers athletic fever at all times. So that's why we're that's why we're out there, right? And I'm sure they'll fill the arena. There's going to be 12 people in the state. So, oh, my God! It's going to be Let's so go Knights. I can hear it rocking through Manhattan as people walk down the streets. As a guy who...
5: I was going to say, as a guy who has attended a Wednesday uh, basketball (laughs) game involving the Gophers in the Big Ten tournament, uh, no,
4: Manny, that projection might be a little high on 12. Pretty generous. The uh, women Gophers, meanwhile, wrapped up the fourth seed in the Big Ten tournament with a win over Illinois. That means they get a double bye with the rest of the top four. They'll open play in Indianapolis in the quarterfinals of their Big Ten tournament Friday afternoon. The Gophers will face the winner of Thursday's game between Iowa and either Wisconsin or Northwestern. Twins beat the Cardinals today, 5-4 in exhibition baseball. They'll play Boston tomorrow. Uh, They did sign Logan Morrison over the weekend, although that has not been made official yet. Appears he'll be the Twins DH, and that could be bad news for Kenny Vargas. Uh, He walked twice today, had an RBI hit, and he said he plans to wait and see what happens next. Uh, He told our Derek Wetmore, I don't know. I got no chance to play right now with this club, so I will just let my agent do his job and try to give me an opportunity somewhere. He said, I'm good. I know I have the talent to play Major League Baseball, so I just keep focusing on my job right now, and I don't worry about all that stuff. Uh, Vargas will be 28 this summer. Last season, he was back and forth between the majors and AAA Rochester. Between the two levels, he hit 20 home runs and 419 at-bats. He's a career 252 hitter with 35 home runs in. The big it, leagues.
0: It's about time for a change of scenery, frame.
2: Anyway, right? Uh, I mean, twenty eight. Yes, and, yeah. yeah, yeah it's I, just... I think he was iffy even before. Uh, I think he was iffy even before this. So.
4: We uh, we're talking uh, Patrick here about Logan Morrison. He uh, last year. Do you remember when he had the meltdown about the home run derby contest? Yes, yes. He was very offended that uh, he didn't get an invite, but Gary Sanchez did. Mm-hmm. I Remember him going? Crazy. Was he an all star? Uh, yes. Morrison uh, was he? A... I, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, but not, definitely not in the home run derby contest, mm-hmm. uh, The Twins announcing their broadcast schedule today, by the way, and all the games will be on television this year. First time ever, all 162, 154 of those on Fox Sports North. FS1 will have six, and ESPN as of now, with two scheduled. NHL trade deadline was today. The Wild did make a move. They traded Mike Riley to the Montreal Canadiens for a fifth-round pick in the 2019 NHL draft. Uh, That marks the end of the 24-year-old Blue Liner's career with his hometown team. He had 10 points in 38 games with the Wild this season.
2: More proof that they're anti-gopher over there.
4: (laughs) Uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport says the Vikes won't uh, uh, franchise tag uh, quarterback Case Keenum. That means he will be a free agent on March 14th unless the team is able to sign him to a long-term contract extension. Uh, The Vikings have until March 6th to make a decision on the franchise
5: And uh, here with a thorough breakdown
4: is our guy, Doogie. They have not come to the conclusion (laughs) that they will not chase Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will. Got it.
2: Huh? That's a triple negative. Isn't I think it? it really I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I, well, wow. I'm not sure how many. If, if the knots make it a positive or a negative, I, <laughs> I don't know. What it
0: is. Logan Morrison, by the way, guys, was not an All Star last that's year. That's what I oh, thought. But okay. he
2: just wanted to get invited. Huh? Yeah.
0: Corey Dickerson was the Rays'
2: loan representative. Okay. Like, Who they also got rid of. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah. that's right. Hey, we got Carly Wagner coming up and uh, talk about Gopher women's basketball, and we shall return. Thanks, Johnny. Yep. Gophers uh, basketball team uh, won at Illinois on Sunday. They finished 11-5 and 5 in the Big Ten, 22-7 overall in the regular season, and they will be in the Big Ten tournament with a double bye. Carly Wagner, the senior from New Richland, is with us. Uh, congratulations on a great regular season. Thank you very much. Well, now, I was talking to a friend of yours this fall. You you guys had had a couple of uh, off-seasons that were disappointing, and uh, you were optimistic uh, going into this season. Where did that optimism come from?
1: Um, That optimism just came from just seeing what we did in the postseason and our postseason workouts in March. Um, Throughout the whole postseason, on our our chest, we had plastered March mentality for this upcoming season, and we worked really hard on and off the court and in the weight room, and, um just saw us get better as a team, and I knew from that point on that we were going we to be good this
2: year. And when did you first get to see uh, your freshman, Destiny Pitts? Well, I had heard about
1: her a ton, obviously, from our coaches and just from Twitter and stuff and never got to see her play. But the second she stepped onto the court when she got here um, this past summer, uh, I knew she was something special, and that <laughs> kid works so hard and does not play like a freshman. So um, we're very lucky to have her as a part of our team this year.
2: And it uh, it seemed to have changed a lot about you. Uh, more defense uh, this year. You're obviously the problem for a couple of years. Was uh, uh, you had a tendency to give up a lot of points and high shooting percentages. How how did you change that?
1: Uh, we just changed our whole defensive mentality this year. Uh, we've known in the past that that's been an issue for us, and this coming this season that we're in right now, we knew that we were going to have to change things up. And I think we put a lot of effort into defense, uh, but taking more pride in our defense. Uh, not just going out and letting people score 80, 90 points on us. We wanted to change that this year and hold teams to a standard, um, to a certain percentage, to certain points per quarter, uh, and just change that. So we focused on defense this year because we knew that was going to be a major change for us if we wanted to have the season we're having now.
2: So, Carly, looking at your stats, uh, your shooting percentages are up uh, considerably this year, uh, not taking as many shots. I take it that uh, you've been able to uh, take your shots in the flow a little more than uh, trying to force them up to keep uh, keep uh, keep the points coming in uh, in those high-scoring games. A uh, little, little less pressure to make shots this year?
1: Oh, absolutely. We are so balanced this year. We have four to five people on the night that can go into double figures, which is, insane. And we've never always had that in the years past. So it's, it's amazing to have so much balance this year um, and not have so much pressure to score this year. It is really fun. And it's, it's fun to be on a floor with multiple threats like that. I mean, people have to take their poison on what they're going to guard that night.
2: Destiny Pitts, uh, what, what is her game? Does she get to the both get to the basket and shoot jump shots?
1: Oh, that yeah. She can score in multiple ways. I mean, the three-pointer is obviously her specialty. She's a phenomenal two-point shooter, but if people take that away, she can also do a pull-up jumper or get to the basket. Uh, she's a rebounding machine, honestly. That girl leads us in rebounding this year, and she's a freshman and only 5'9". So she plays tenacious uh, defense and, and really gets out the board.
2: Uh, one of the Bellow twins had 16 bounds of rebounds in Illinois, yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> those kids must have improved quite a bit this year, huh?
1: Wow. Uh, Ty, this year, her rebounding, especially on the offensive end, is is amazing that girl literally grabs rebounds i swear almost off the rim That she just gets up and she'll sky above everybody and grab these rebounds and put it back in and she does them at the most crucial times of games when we need them most uh we can count on ty to go get those rebounds for us
2: hey what's the uh gophers uh, uh detroit area connection uh the, those kids are from southfield and uh destiny's from uh detroit country day uh, one of your assistants from over there or what's the connection
1: um, I'm not sure connection-wise, but I know they've played each other growing up in high school. I know that the Bellows and Pitts played um, each other in high school. So that's what I know most, and I know it's pretty competitive. I think Pitts' team won, actually, <laughs> from what I've heard. So um, they've just grown up in machine together and played against each other in basketball growing up.
2: You're not, uh, not real, uh, a real tall team. I mean, the, the Bellow kids are six-two, but uh, Kenesha Bell, another guard, she's had a heck of a year, too. Yes.
1: Yeah, Kanisha's really had a breakout year, and she's been playing amazing. She's been playing like we knew she could always play, and she's just fearless this year, and that's what I love. She's not afraid to go to the basket and blow people over, and she's finishing well and making great reads as a point guard, and her assists are amazing this year, and uh, obviously steals on the defensive end. She's averaging like steals a game right now. So she's just an all-around player for us, and we really rely on her a lot.
2: Hey, did the uh, customers uh, start catching on to the idea that this was a fun basketball team to watch? Did your crowds get a little better as the year progressed?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've always had a phenomenal crowd, but the numbers we've had this year at some of these big games, like when we played Maryland and uh, Michigan and and Iowa were amazing, and Penn State, our breast cancer awareness night game was um, probably the biggest crowd that we've had in a long time. And uh, we really feed off the crowd, so when they show up in are loud for us like that, we really eat it up and, and use it on the court.
2: Was that the uh, Gophers' first victory since Maryland entered the Big Ten? That was the first
1: time we have taken down Maryland. So I've been waiting four years to do that, so it was very <laughs> fun. Um, to get and them they on pro- our home court for once, because we've always gone to Maryland, so to have them on our home court uh, was, was really fun.
2: And I suppose they put it on you a couple of times uh, before that, too, huh?
1: Yeah, well, the last couple of years we've been going to Maryland on their senior night. and They mm-hmm. always get big crowds, and it's tough to play on people's senior night. So it was a nice to have, like I said, at home. So love that.
2: Now you uh, you go to the Big Ten tournament. First time you get two buys. that'll be an interesting experience uh, uh, for your team. As you uh, are, are you going to go in later uh, uh, than you normally would? Are you going to go in the day before you actually play?
1: No, we're actually going in Wednesday. Um, I okay. think is when we're supposed to report and be there. But, yeah, this double bye is going to be amazing. It's the first time in, I think, 10 years that we've, we've had a double bye going into the Big Ten tournament. So um, it's nice and very exciting, and it's also nice to save our legs a little bit and not have to play those one or two games beforehand as well.
2: Uh, uh carly wagner is with us uh, senior new richland uh you're up high on all the uh, scoring lists uh, three-point list uh, field goals made lists uh, you see yourself up there with some of those names in gopher women's basketball that has to feel pretty good now huh? yeah
1: i just feel lucky to have had the, the teammates and coaches these past four years i mean obviously playing with rachel Bannum and amanda zaui and Everybody has had a significant impact on me and made me the player I am now. So, um, just great teammates who have pushed me and helped me along the way is,
2: is all I can say. As a kid growing up, I suppose uh, that Whalen Club was your were your heroes, huh?
1: Oh man, yeah, I was a big Lindsay fan growing up. <laughs> um, still a big Lindsay fan, obviously, and still kind of fangirl over her, but.
2: <laughs> Well, it's, uh, she's, she's, she's uh, uh, unbelievable that she's still getting it done. So, uh, you know, as exciting as it is, and in all likelihood, an NCAA tournament coming on, uh, it's getting near the end for you. Does that make you a little nostalgic? Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I haven't thought about the nostalgic part of it yet. I've been just so excited for what we're doing and what our plans are and where we're, the direction we're heading right now. So, Big Ten tournament's super exciting, obviously, it's, NCAA tournament in the back of our minds is, is super exciting, especially coming to the end of the senior year. So just a lot of urgency and excitement uh, at this point.
2: What's uh, your game compared to when you came in as a freshman uh, individually? Uh, a little more range? Uh, what, 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 uh, how do you have to change your game to be successful in college?
1: Um, I think it's just adapting. Obviously, when I came in as a freshman, I um, had a lot of things to improve upon, and I found myself being mostly just a three-point shooter freshman year and obviously other teams in the Big Ten pick up on that and they'll take you three away so you have to be able to score in different ways so um, really just being adaptable and learning to score in different ways like jump shots and getting to the basket as well when the, when the three balls not fallen was a big part of my game that evolved um, over the course of my four years and then just leadership in general on and off the court has been huge for me. Um, finding myself in a, in a leadership role especially this year and being more vocal um, has helped my game I think as well.
2: I suppose when double and triple teams were chasing Bantam around the court, you could stand <laughs> behind the three-point line and uh, get some shots. Huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, because Rachel's out there in such a presence and people were so worried about her, I sometimes just got an easy one because they were all consumed with Rachel. <laughs>
2: Have you uh, seen her at all this winter? Has she been at the game or is she playing in Europe? Or uh, Do you know where she is?
1: Yeah, she was playing in Australia, and she's back. And she's been okay. practicing with us uh, quite a bit,
2: actually. Oh, so. really?
1: Yeah, I got to see her quite a bit, and obviously got to play with her a couple years, and so we're close, and it's always fun to, to see her practice and, and go against her and have a good time. So, yeah, seen her quite a bit.
2: Well, uh, Carly, uh, congratulations on a great career that isn't over yet. Good luck in the Big Ten tournament. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right, uh, Carly Wagner, a great uh, high school star at New Richland, a legend from down there and has uh, transferred that over to the U and a terrific uh, shooter all the, all the time and uh being awarded here in her senior year with a really good season, a really good bunch of teammates. This Destiny Pitts must be something. Uh, I got to admit I haven't seen her, but uh, you look at her numbers and what she does. Five-foot-ten uh, guard from Country Day in Detroit. Uh, that looks like the Gophers got her to uh, be uh, a superstar for, for them for the next three years. We shall return. This is the Ride with Ricey. We'll see if anybody has a daily complaint. Manny Hill, do you have a daily complaint?
0: Yes, sir, I do. My daily complaint is with the Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I don't know if it was a Cavaliers fan or whoever it was, but the game was in Cleveland. Patty Mills was at the free throw line. And uh, some fan in the stands while he was shooting the free throw decided to yell something at Patty Mills. Uh, The Quote, hey, Jamaica called. They want their bobsledder back. Oh, my God. Hey, Mills, Jamaica just called. They want their bobsledder back.
2: So this guy thought he saw the Blackhawk fans chanting basketball, and he thought he'd uh, take a spin off on that. Huh? Yeah,
0: and uh, no, uh, Patty's
2: from Australia, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right? Yes, yes, he is. Okay. He's actually a guy I wanted the Wolves to go after in the offseason. So, so what we do,
2: exciting. boy, and that would have been a good signing. Hey, what what did we uh, then do? I believe uh, did we? Uh, he was removed. Out? Yeah, I he believe he was removed. removed from the no. game. Yes. Okay. God, well, people are dumb. Um, <laughs>
4: God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. By the way, one of the most interesting stories in the last 10 years in uh, basketball at the NBA is Kawhi Leonard refusing to play for his guy Pop. It's uh, it's unreal. That is an interesting, odd situation. Yeah, that's, yeah, going that's going exactly. to be
0: something to monitor over the next
5: couple of no months.
2: No organization has avoided this type of stuff more than the Spurs, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden Kawhi won't play?
0: Apparently so, apparently, Kawhi's uncle has uh, been the uh, main culprit in the, uh, well, the he, drama, he, so to speak. He's telling
2: so. him not to play?
0: Yeah, he just I guess he just hasn't liked the way that Kawhi was uh, how how his injury was handled and all that stuff. He's been kind of voicing his opinion about stuff, apparently. so uh,
2: Kawhi, you're one of the best players in the league, and if they say you're okay, let's go. So we got to I didn't know he had a goofy uncle, but uh, okay. What do you got, Rivers?
5: Well, oddly enough, uh, I was going to go with Pop. Did you guys, Greg Swartz uh, covers the Cavaliers. He's their main mm-hmm. beat writer. Did you guys see Pop's comments on LeBron James after that I game did, yesterday? Yes. Yep. This is why I love Greg Popovich right here. He basically was talking about the Fox mm-hmm. News Le- reporter that told LeBron. him to stick to basketball. Yeah. and pop went on a tirade about why it's so important for guys like lebron to speak out when they have a platform and how lebron has basically carried himself since he was a high school kid with nothing but respect and some people have had some things to say about his the, the way he's handled uh, personnel and whatnot but pop absolutely nailed it out of the park and if you haven't seen it go to twitter it's fantastic and why I love Greg Popovich I
2: did also love LeBron's uh, complaints about the officiating too it yeah. was great it was great what he said the the uh the jump shooter the, No is, the girls love uh Girl, no, was it girls. Girls love uh, long ball. Lo- girls love the long ball. Wasn't <laughs> something it like that. Yeah. yeah, something like. that. What's the old baseball cliche? Girls love long. Chicks ball. dig the long ball. Chicks, yeah, that's what he said. Chicks yeah. dig the long ball. Yeah. What's your daily complaint? Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> the mere existence of Rutgers <laughs> in the Big Ten and the fact that we are rushing into the NC the Big Ten tournament. We are playing. We are kissing the butt. Of the Big East to play in Madison Square Garden. It's a disgrace. Rutgers and Jim Delaney is a disgrace for having Rutgers in the Big Ten. That's my daily complaint. We'll try this again tomorrow, gentlemen.